It's car con carne. Oh, see now, now it works. Now it works. I know. I need. I need some carne. I'd, I'd like some food. All right. It is Car Con Carne. Still in quarantine. Quarantine Con Carne. I'm James Van Osdel. And before we begin, before I introduce tonight's guest, the band, I should mention as business owners are opening back up to serve their communities, they're faced with a lot of challenges as they navigate through the new normal that's brought on by the coronavirus. CNH Financial Services is here to help. CNH offers a variety of products. That range from traditional merchant accounts to a zero-cost payment processing solution, which eliminates the expense associated with accepting Visa, MasterCard, Discover, and American Express as a form of customer payment. C&H Financial Services eTab solution is easy to set up for your business for online ordering and curbside pickup. C&H also offers cost-effective commercial lending programs to help get your business the money it needs to make it through these unprecedented times. To learn more, contact C&H Financial Services at 855-600-2437 or go to www.chfs.us. Joining me right now, it is half of the band Black Road. It is Tim and Susie. Good evening. Hey there. Hey. I, I, Susie, you intimidate me. You are so good on social media. I, I swear to God, you you live on social media. And just before we started the, this interview, we're texting to say, okay, we're ready. Let's go. And you texted, okay, HSHS. You're using internet acronyms I don't know yet. I don't know what that means. I'd... I don't know what it means either if it makes you feel. No, I was trying to type ha ha and I just messed it up and I went for it. Okay. Because I'm like Googling it. I'm like, I don't know what this is. What, what are the kids saying now? It's HSHS. I don't know. Oh, Jesus. I stop. Urban uh, but, Dictionary, that. <laughs> that's, that's, it's an invaluable resource. <laughs> but you are, you are nice and active. And I think that's part of the Black Road thing. The, the aesthetic that I like so much is you have a great community built around the band. I think that we're just like normal ass people and we just play music. And I don't think that there should be like a weird, like untouchable pedestal that, um, you know, if you want to get to know an artist and we're local and you want to talk to us, totally please message and I'll talk to you. And I've had random conversations with people from every part of the world. And they're just like, why are you talking to me right now? Why you don't need to be doing this. I'm like, cause you're cool. I don't know. I just like talking to people. So it, it creates a great um, opportunity for that. You are normal ass people. You know what it is? It's, it's being from the Midwest, isn't it? I mean, yeah. this is, this is kind of a bullshit free part of the country for, for musicians. I mean, this is, this, yeah. this is a blue collar city. This is a, we are, we're the working people. We, we get it. Yeah. We're we literally used- had to delay this. So Tim could, work he had some overtime he wanted to get in there so we're like all right you know that's gonna <laughs> that comes before uh podcasts unfortunately but yeah we we're working class people midwest through and through so that's yeah yeah i have a 40 hour a week job you know so <clears throat> i i used to have uh i used to be a mover and a driver and i had a little bit more freedom as far as like time off but yeah I've always had to do something other than music to make it, you know, 
make ends meet. <clears throat> so, so you're going to buy something pretty with your overtime? What's that? You're going to buy something pretty with your overtime money? <laughs> dental work. <laughs> yeah, pay off that dental work. There it is. There it is. That's not cheap. <laughs> but it looks so nice. So let's, let's do a little bit of Black Road history. I also want to thank people who are uh, jumping on. Chad says, I'm Googling Black Road now. Uh, Mike just joined. Amy, Linda, Jay Douglas, John, uh, the famous Dan Camp, Chris, Stephanie, Chad Dan all join us. From, I know him. It's a local brewer. <laughs> friend friend tall. Yeah, Metal Monkey in the house. That's my employer and my friend and our friends. He's a good dude. We love him. Yes. So let's do a little Black Road history. This started back in high school. Is that is that right? No, no, no. Uh, we went to high school together, and uh, <laughs> we then we remet years later, and then we didn't start Black Road till we moved out here to Joliet, which was out in twenty fifteen. She knows. I, I got the dates. I don't remember that kind of shit. Yeah, we moved out to Joliet about five, almost six years ago. Wait, hold on, five years. <laughs> do the math. Okay. Wait, I don't remember. Yeah, it was 2014, and we started Black Road in 2015. Okay, so we had lived here for a few months. There was a local neighborhood joint called the Drunken Donut, and it kind of got us um, excited to play out and I got the bug once I sang once in public I was like okay let's do this so, so th this uh, is something that, that started for you five years ago singing yeah he's been playing music he played music at our high school I remember him like putting on like the uh the the local band shows there and I played a little guitar and our mutual <laughs> friends played guitar together and stuff we never hung out and so he's been he's been in like band stuff um since high school and yeah. this is my first i started playing guitar when i was 10. so this yeah. is the real talent you know, right I here i started playing real young my my whole family is super musical yeah yeah my mom wanted me to play guitar uh, for as long as i could remember and uh my grandpa bought me an acoustic guitar and a couple of years after that i actually started uh learning they're so supportive it's good to have supportive music families it is you know it's funny that's a good family they, they did the right thing my son when he was in middle school insisted on playing the trombone i'm like nice i'm like the the best you're gonna be able to do with that as an adult is playing like a new orleans funeral band or a ska <laughs> band like guitar drums bass something but he he was dead set on the trombone it's sitting in the attic right now it, it will never move it's done it's no. so, so what i'm saying tim is you were steered in the right direction clearly but what's interesting susie is you just started singing five years ago no nerves you just did it and you, you realized this is for me I'm, I'm full speed ahead it just locked in for you like being a ham is that came naturally so uh my dad used to always take me to uh um actually blues like westchester fest brookfield fest all these like chicago suburbs fests yeah. and the street fest that chicago has there's so much free music that we would go see and i would just be over there dancing you know by the stage and everyone thought i was just so like funny and so i guess i liked that uh that attention that you get from from dancing around like a fool to music so it comes very naturally to me but the singing thing was like uh 
that was something I had to really learn because I sucked bad in the beginning. <laughs> I still still suck, but it's less sucking. See, that's also Midwestern, the self-deprecation. That's a very Chicago <laughs> thing to do. Yeah, I suck. I suck. I'm no good. <laughs> oh, that's, that's so Midwestern. So for people who are just joining us or people who don't know, stoner rock, doom metal, you, you cross a lot of barriers and genres i mean but i hear i hear the blues in what you do i hear traditional american rock and roll there i hear a soulfulness in what you do i mean it, it's easy to, to label you as a, a stoner rock band or a doom metal band but i, I hear a lot more <laughs> well I, i'm also susie i'm looking over your right shoulder at the sorry we're stoned sign <laughs> that's from our record label the new label that's there doing our <laughs> yeah i mean we're not trying to hide it thank god it's legal now so people finally are getting on board with us not being like complete wasteoids or whatever the uh the bad image used to be um for people that choose to medicate like we do and obviously it's recreational and fun but yeah it's, it's i don't know some sabbath worship riff rock um just whatever feels good yeah. basically blues based totally yeah, yeah. I, I do have the first sabbath album ready to go for when we're done <laughs> Very nice. Uh -huh. Yeah, I, I remember <clears throat> hearing Sabbath for the first time on my uncle uncle's turntable. He was playing uh, "We Sold Our Souls for Rock and Roll," and this was like I was like six years old. This is actually one of the earliest memories I can remember, and I just remember loving it. it was, I, I didn't know what the hell I was hearing, but I just loved it. And <laughs> Before, before I knew I wanted to play guitar, I knew after hearing Black Sabbath that, you know, I wanted to do something with music. You know, music just seemed like that's all all that mattered. And and that all stemmed from hearing Sabbath for the first time. I, I realize this interview is about you, but just to stay on Sabbath for one second, it, <laughs> it amazes me, speaking of that first album, the song yeah. Black Sabbath, just how dark and sinister it still sounds to modern ears. I mean, I can't even imagine back when, it, when that first came out, how shocking that was, but it still is creepy and unsettling, just this <laughs> masterpiece work of music. Again, we're talking about Black Road, but we went down the Sabbath path, and I just wanted to get that off my chest. Oh, I agree. Yeah, there's something about that song that's definitely timeless, and it inspired a million other like triad riffs that everyone's like, I must sound as evil as that, you know, Sabbath. It's not going to happen. They did it. They, they did everything first. So we're just like, you know, all of the great people that came before us were just a product of, you know, very vast musical tastes and whatever comes out of us. I'm not sure. We're not really trying to sound any particular way. So that's probably why it's like stoner rock and doom and hard rock and blues. And so it's all that stuff. I, I definitely wanted to, have a heavy, a heavy band because I I was taking a break from playing metal for a couple of years and I was playing like acoustic stuff and I did that for a few years straight. So he's very really good at that, to, by the way. Uh, I really wanted to get back into playing heavy stuff, and, <clears throat> you know. But I, I still we still like to kind of try to be you know progressive and have yeah, like soulful parts and yeah. things like that. On the Facebook Live, Giorgio just checked in and said, hell yeah, I'll smoke to this. <laughs> You're not even playing music, and he's just like, oh, man, Black Road's here. I got to get high to them. 
just <laughs> their presence. Well, hey, that is freaking cool. <laughs> I want to be that guy's friend. He should definitely. Uh... Oh, look, our drummer Robert Gonzalez. He's up in the chat. I just noticed. Yeah, and he Tim says loves Tony Naomi. And he also said Black Road is carrying on the tradition of heavy rock and roll. Do you think he Aww. feels left out that he's not being interviewed? Like, if he was on the screen right now, that's what he he would have said. Like, he Robert, join know. the chat. <laughs> I don't know. I feel Download. bad. Like he's on the outside looking in. Like, download Zoom, Robert, real quick. Get in on this. I'm a member of the band. Uh, so you've had a, a busy. All things considered, you've had some stuff going on. New bass guitarist, and uh, which of the future getting a a, a new vinyl pressing. Yeah, yeah, that that was awesome that we could do that because <clears throat> we are running low. Ooh, we've got like two copies left. They're both already reserved for our friends who took part in actually uh, taking photos that we used for the insert. But um, yeah, we ran out of copies, and now they're going to do another two hundred fifty copies, and so hopefully everyone that missed out can get another one. But twenty twenty has been weird. Uh, that was my next no question. Shows. Yeah. Yeah. I are, are you holding up okay? Oh yeah. Yeah, we're 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 good. It's just, you know, it sucks to not play out. That's uh that's the most fun part of it all for me is to play live. <clears throat> Making records is, is is cool, but it's not the same. Yeah, for sure. It's not the same as when you're playing at a show, you know. It's everything. It's it's the load in. It's the you know seeing the familiar faces. It's the the beers backstage. The beers as you're watching the opening band. It's yeah. it's all that stuff. It's a whole. It's the whole experience. And yeah, you know, you get used to that, and then it's just stops and it's trash. Yeah, it stops so suddenly. <laughs> our last show was at Metal Monkey. Mm -hmm. We yeah. had no idea it was gonna be our last show. We were right. gearing up for another one, and then bam, uh, Rona hit, and they canceled everything, and. Uh, but in that meantime, you know, when everyone was quarantined, I decided I looked over at my little home studio and I was like, well, I got all this stuff. So I up and wrote a crap ton of songs. Tim and I got in there together. We laid down all kinds of stuff that we'd been talking about or thinking about. Or... So I honestly found that this time, um, the way that everyone in the world's like energy seemed to be kind of on kind of chill and on pause and everyone was enjoying the free time and that was really productive during all of that somehow i don't even know so yeah we've got new songs in the works uh i've got a solo project coming out we have the repress we got a new bassist so black road is not stopping which is good and there, there's no blueprint for how to navigate through this right the pandemic is it affects people in different ways i mean i go through a range of emotions sometimes within the hour i mean it's just it's weird how <laughs> it affects people. And when you're sheltering in place and you're doing the same thing for you know, 14 weeks at a time. But I, I do think that for an artist to be able to kind of push past that and be creative in this time, it's going to be so important. And along those lines, I really, I've been saying this for a while. I really believe that we are about to hit a music video renaissance because no one can play out. And I think the opportunity is there for artists to really express themselves visually and I feel like Black Road already has a leg up because your videos are so fucking cool. <laughs> Thank you to Don and Liza for the videos. Yeah, we've had the same person, aside from the ones I made myself, help us with every single video. Whenever you see, like, 
full black road filmed doing something that's all because of two people and they do all our videos so we need to make some more songs because we've got damn near videos for almost every song except the three yeah we need to write more songs i i definitely like your visual aesthetic and i think being a band being a musician it's everything it's the songs you write it's the stuff you do on stage and it's also how you look and, and then that vibe you put out there I look at the artwork uh, that you do in the, in the videos. And I mean, I see like 70s Italian horror popping out of what you do. Just the, the imagery. I love it. I think it's great. And I think there's definitely a, a, an effort to put forth a certain image of the band. Fair to say? Yeah. Yeah. We uh, like me and Don always kind of go for a horror theme. With the every video. That's our director and filmer guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I grew up on horror movies. I love horror movies. This is where I was hoping this conversation would go. I, I, He's Italian. Uh, <laughs> I, I was just having a conversation earlier today. I was just, uh, for the first time ever, believe it or not, I saw Rosemary's Baby, and I love horror. It's oh, my just, God. But it's one of those things, like, I have a hard time going back to really old stuff. I have a hard time watching older movies. For whatever reason, it's just, it's just me. Uh, I can't believe how good that movie still is. Like, <laughs> that's, how, that's an interesting. I seen that in forever. Yeah, that's I haven't heard about. I had thought about that movie in forever, but uh, yeah, some of the old horror is it will stand the test of time. Like, didn't you recently get all the classic horror, like the Karloff yeah. movies? And yeah, the, I got all the Frankenstein's. We, we watched them all. <laughs> I can't. I, I, I think they're kind of funny, but I, I enjoy them. See, I, I think I think Tim and I are destined to be best friends. I, I can't get over just how weird Bride of Frankenstein is. It is. It is. I love the when I was a kid, I loved the part with the little people in the jars. Right. <laughs> it's insanity. That I always loved that shit. Yeah. That, those movies are nuts. <laughs> they, so all right, so Tim, what's your favorite horror movie? That's hard to say. It might be Frankenstein. One of my, I, I still love the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre too. Just, oh was, snap! I saw that movie when I was really, really young, and my my parents found out later they were pissed about it. And uh, <laughs> but yeah, that movie was scary as fuck as a little kid. It still yeah. is. It's still profoundly unsettling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just you know, I had never seen a horror movie like that being that young like i'd watch all those old ones with my mom and stuff all the frank all the bella lugosi all that old stuff and uh and i was i slept over at a friend's house and watched the texas chainsaw massacre and i'm seeing you know lambs or lamb human face yeah, those lamps, are humans. <laughs> lampshades and shit and you know it was, it was crazy to see Oh my God, I, I remember those sleepovers. Like you'd go to your friends and you'd get like Faces of Death on VHS. Oh, yeah. my dad used to let me rent those as a <laughs> child. I had no limit on the account to rent movies. I was getting all the horrible NC-17, like. <laughs> when you're a kid, you, you, you think that everything you see in Faces of Death is legit. You think like, yeah. oh my God, I, I'm watching a snuff real. movie. Yeah. I thought it was freaking real. I thought it was real. I'm pretty sure my dad told me it was real, though. Maybe he thought it was real. Well, it got debunked later. Uh, yeah. Oh, so he yeah. probably really did believe it, too. Yeah. All right, your, your drummer says that his favorite horror movie is John Carpenter's The Thing. 
Ooh. It's a masterpiece. That is a masterpiece. I like really lame um, movies like Cat's Eye by Stephen King or like oh Creep Show. So I, there's always like some kind of like weird camp or slapstick, uh, you know, thing. I don't know. I'm weird. I have a comedic. Everything to me is funny, except really sad things. So let's talk a little bit. Uh, last year was Witch of the Future, new vinyl pressing of that. Did we say when that's available? No, actually, um, we didn't get the the pre-order date yet, but when it does come out, we're going to be announcing it all over, you know, me and my social media shouting. Um, but I will let you know as soon as that is available, and it should be very soon. I'm hoping really soon, any day. So, Susie, where do, where do lyrics come from for you? What inspires you? Um, well, recently, it's been all the time off I've had and a lot of time to think. Uh, but usually, if I can't think of something, I'll ask Tim, like, what's a cool idea or what's something that I should write about? And I kind of, uh, I just find inspiration in all kinds of weird places. Sometimes you're just watching a movie and you're like, oh, my God, and you, like, have to pause it and just start writing stuff down. So I think I, I'm pretty good at snowballing. I can, like, write a paper off, like, you know, two sentences. And I'm like, oh, I'll write you a paper about that, no problem. So gift of the gab, I guess. Do the two of you ever butt heads creatively? I'm sure you do, but is it ever extreme? Mm, no. I just get annoyed recording, like, tracking in the studio, quote, unquote. And that's just, you know, just regular annoyances. But we don't ever butt heads. And I don't think we've ever really even had a musical disagreement. Yeah, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> but that's a rare and wonderful thing, to be totally in lockstep with one another creatively. Yeah, I, I kind of could tell that we um, had a lot in common and from our friends and stuff from high school, it was just weird that we had never spoken. So our musical tastes were pretty damn similar too um, once we did get down to it. Yeah. yeah. How would you we, say, oh, go ahead, Tim. I was going to say we re-met at a concert. Oh yeah, Rocky Erickson, so. Oh, that's we, cool. We pretty much already knew her, like, oh, you're cool. <laughs> that's cool. How would you describe coming up over the past five years through the Chicago scene? Because back in the day, it was really hard for heavier bands to crack the city clubs. They're, they're always booked at the suburban clubs. It was really hard to get into rooms downtown and north. Seems like that has loosened up considerably, especially as you've made it through. So how would you describe your relationship with the city as, as a music town and as a breeding ground? It's been great to us and, you know, everybody who, uh, promoters and everything, they've all been, you know, great to us. We haven't really had uh, any bad experiences or anything like that. Every, every venue we play, it's great. Well, we've avoided the weird ones that we've heard about, but it was like sort of, I mean, I'm from the industry of restaurants and bars in Chicago. So when I moved out of the city, it was almost like, I was saying goodbye to a huge part of my life. So once we started wanting to play out and stuff, um, I already like knew what bars and stuff that we should, that we should go for. And I would ask around, ask to other bands in the neighbor, in the, in the area. And Chicago was really, really welcoming. Um, we got offered to play Reggie's about two years after we were a band. And that was cause like you said, I'm like all over social media. So I think that that's a huge, if we didn't have Facebook, I really don't know how 
like how we would go about it. Obviously, I'd have to just show up places with like demos, all annoying, and try and catch the right person. So, yeah. so thank God for Facebook. That's all I can say. Holy cow. Well, it depends on the day, but yeah, sure. Thanks. Thank God for Facebook. Oh, yeah. Not recently. <laughs> Not recently. Uh, can I let you both in on a secret? Yeah. I am high as fuck right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding. Uh, anyway, so I'm kidding. Black Road, uh, where do we hear more from you? Uh, Bandcamp? YouTube videos, Bandcamp, if you like merch and music. Spotify. We're on, we're on all the music. Streaming stuff. Yeah. Yes. Uh, well, I, you're on a great trajectory. I, I cannot wait to see uh, what you do and, and hear what you do moving forward. And definitely let us know when you have that pre-sale date for the vinyl. Oh, Awesome. Well, I'm going to stop the Facebook Live. Thank you, everybody who's been watching there. Uh, super cool. You know, it's weird. I usually do these earlier. Maybe I should do these later at night. I think they're better attended later at night. I think I've learned something. Oh, that's awesome. Well, thank you very much for compromising with us on the time. And sorry it ran late. And thank you for uh, actually adding me as a friend just because I was like, hey, I heard you have Q101 back in the day. So that's really cool. See, it thank all worked out. Yes.